0: Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Make Money Behave. This is Maria Casillas, and today is Monday, the 16th of April. Hey, if you are listening to this, chances are you've already filed your taxes for this year. And if you haven't, then you are probably just scurrying around trying to get all of your ducks in a row before tomorrow's deadline. So you may be catching this at a later time. Either way, I appreciate you tuning in. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit today about car dealerships. Now, I went to a car dealership over this last weekend and I will at a different time get into a little bit about why we did that and some of the lessons that I learned at that particular, um, visit, but until then, it has spurred a little bit of conversation on my free Facebook group. If you haven't yet joined that free Facebook group, it's super simple. You just have to ask to join and then answer three very easy questions. Once you've done that, then I will decide whether or not to let you in. And hey, I mean, you have to really, really not be doing something to be let in. So chances are you'll get in. If you're listening to this, you are the type of person that we really want in that group. And it's just a great place for you to connect with other people, ask questions anything really regarding your money, your circumstances, and some of the habits that you find yourself in, or maybe some of the better habits you'd like to create. So it's just a great place to touch base with me and um, some other really fantastic people. That free Facebook group can be found at facebook.com slash groups slash make my money behave. And to make it easy for you, I actually used the same art from this podcast as the cover art for that group so that you can recognize that quickly and know that you're in the right spot. So that really bright yellow background with the Make Money Behave in blue, you'll know you're in the right spot okay so in that group we were talking about just dealerships and some good and or bad experiences that you might have had with them and here's the reason that I even want to talk about this okay there are many financial gurus out there who will tell you buy a car and lease it because it's the cheapest thing to do or don't buy a car you know it's it's called the fleece for a reason and you know it's gonna cost all this extra money and you know cars depreciate and so why why would you buy a car anyway and okay so I'm not gonna give you all of of the answers to all of that. I will tell you from personal experience that cars do depreciate very quickly. Normally within the first three years is where you're going to see a lot of that depreciation. So my husband and I have made a decision to not buy cars that are less than three years old. So I'm not telling you that that's what you have to do. I just want to let you know that that's what we do. So, you know, when as we build up our portfolio and and we have a lot more money that we can just throw at, like literally throw out the window then we might buy a new car so just because it's kind of fun and luxurious and whatever but right now we don't have that and so we're okay with saying nothing under three years old. Having said that though I want to teach you to identify what your circumstances are what some of your core beliefs are so that you can make those decisions for yourself. Fair enough? I'm also not gonna tell you that you have to go to a dealership to buy or that you have to go and buy private sale. I personally prefer to buy private sale. It takes the min- the middleman out of the whole equation. Uh, you don't have to pay taxes when you go and buy private sale it, whereas at the dealerships, typically you, you, know, you have your base price of however many thousands of dollars and then you're paying 6%, 8%, 10%, depending on where you live, you're paying that percentage in sales tax on top of the the original amount. Whereas if you're buying from private sale, you usually just give the seller the $12,000 that they're asking for or $4,000 that they're asking for and you don't have to add in any additional tax price. So that's kind of nice as well. Um, it's just something to think about when you're deciding what's best for you. And some people think that the that they have to go and buy at a dealership because they have a trade-in that's upside down in value and, and that kind of thing. Your circumstances are going to be completely different than the next person sitting next to you. So if that's, an, if that's something that you want to kind of work through, that would be more of a really good topic for a quick one-on-one. I offer free one-on-one Zoom calls, by the way. And so if that's something that you want to do, just shoot me an email. Right now, I'm going to set up some scheduling software so that you won't have to do it all via email. But for right now, if you want that free 30 minute Zoom call, simply go to iTunes, leave a five star review, and let me know in an email that that's something that you want to do. Put coaching in the subject line, and we will make sure that we set that up. My email address is maria at cashinonchange.com, and I will get back to you within 48 hours to set that quick Zoom call up for you. Okay, so Let's just assume for a minute that you are going to a dealership, and there's just some things I want you to be aware of, and I don't know all of the sales tactics that they use, but I know that there are some, and here's the deal, guys. I was in sales for a long time, and I guess you could technically say I still am in sales, so I have nothing against salespeople. I don't even have anything against sales tactics. I just want to make sure that you're aware of them so that you can go in there with it an even healed mind, be level-headed, and know, okay, I'm not going to let this particular approach that they're using get to me emotionally so that I make poor financial decisions. That's all I'm trying to do here, okay? So first, I'm going to tell you a couple things that happened years ago, and then I'm going to finish off by just telling you a quick story about how I was actually banned <laughs> from a dealership lot, if that's even possible, I don't, I don't know, uh, and why I was banned from that because one of the girls on our group had said, you know, I'd really love to hear that story. So I said I would go ahead and record an episode with that story. So a couple things that I know that they do, okay? One thing is that they want to do whatever they can to Get you emotionally attached to whatever vehicle it is that you are looking at. Many, many years ago, before we had even started really looking at how our circumstances were affecting our money choices... We fell into a lot of the same traps that so many people that I work with fall into. You know, the whole keeping up with the Joneses or listening to what someone says and doing that and just not really taking the time to stop, take a deep breath and slow down to see what is the best choice for us. So one of the things that my husband did, he worked for a construction company, and everybody in the construction company had a truck. Everybody except my husband, right? I mean, I'm sure there were people who didn't, but this is how he saw it that everyone had a truck and he needed to have a truck. Not only did he need to have a truck, he needed to have a brand new truck. Because that's just why why wouldn't you have a brand new truck, right? So he went out and he got this really pretty brand new truck. And of course, within I, I really wish I remember the actual time frame, but I think it was probably within a year or so, we started to realize how much the gas prices were going up and it just really wasn't that affordable to not only pay the payment for the car payment or for the truck payment, but then also to have to pay for the extra gas that was on top of it. Plus, this is when we had moved into that house that we never should have had. If you're a longtime listener, you'll know that we had gotten into a mortgage that we never really should have gotten into. So you start putting all of these pieces of the puzzle together and it basically just spelled disaster for us so he decided okay you know I guess I don't really need the truck but we were in a situation that so many people are where we had financed this truck it was brand new of course it lost a ton of value as soon as we drove it off the lot and when we went back a year or a year and a half later to try to sell it back to them or trade it in we of course were completely upside down on this thing so, we're like, okay, well we don't want to make the <laughs> we don't want to make the same mistake and buy a brand new car. So, we started looking at used cars. Well, you know, of course they had us by the jugular because they knew that we were upside down and so we weren't going to be able to afford something that was super duper nice. So, they sold us what I believe was probably just a lemon of a car. I don't know. So he goes out and he gets this car and we paid way too much for it. Plus we had to turn around and finance the difference from what we owed on the truck and rolled it into, <laughs> I'm laughing just because it's like, why did we not see some of the stuff later? I mean, earlier. Uh, we had to roll that then into the the payment of the new car or, you know, the the second car. And I remember we drove away and my husband's like, what just happened like we are we are now paying the same amount of payment every single month, but I don't have nearly the nice car. <laughs> Than I had before and he was kind of mad at me like you know you made me turn in this truck and get this stupid little car and I don't like I don't even like it and we're still paying as much money well at the time the only justification for that was yes but we're paying way less in gas because you know we've got this tiny little car versus this mid truck so <laughs> so we we did all of that and we got stuck with this payment whatever So now at this time in our lives, we're driving his tiny little uh, Kia, little car, and he's driving that, and I'm driving a beat-up hand-me-down from a family member. And we end up having a second baby. Well, this was the time when, you know, we, we kind of transitioned, if you will, into the minivan family. <laughs> Much to my husband's dismay, we became the minivan family. And so it was time for us to go and get a minivan. Well, because of our crazy situation, we thought, well, let's just go ahead and And we're going to go back to the dealership where we got this car. Now, we had gotten this car within like a month, okay? So it was... We were kind of like doing a two-for-one for for them type of thing. Like, we'll buy two vehicles from you and not just one. So we we went there and we decided we're going to get this minivan. We looked at a few minivans. And, of course, one that we fell in love with was brand new. Well, we had just had this whole experience with the, the value dropping and whatever. So we told them, we're like, you know, we're really just not interested in a brand new vehicle at this time. But they found one that, of course, we loved. And they sent us home with this vehicle. Vehicle. And that was one of the things that on our Facebook group, someone's like, "Seriously? Like they sent that home with you?" And I later on found out that that's actually a pretty common tactic that they use, which I didn't know. But they sent us home with it. They said, you know, just take it home for the night, try it on, see how it suits your family. You know, blah blah blah. And so we did, and of course we really enjoyed it. But that that time frame, that 12 hours or however long we had it, 15 hours, it gave us enough time to go. Yeah, it that's it's nice, but it just doesn't really fit into the budget that we really want to use. Like, I, are we really going to, we already have this huge high car payment for this car that you don't even like, and now we're going to add a whole other one onto it? Like, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So it kind of backfired on them. They were hoping that that would give us uh, an opportunity to fall in love with it and almost own it in our minds. But instead, it kind of gave us that the whole night to kind of sleep on it, if you will. And when you sleep on something, and rather than making an impulsive decision, sometimes you actually come out the other end going, yeah, that wasn't going to be a good choice. So, so we took the car back to them, this little minivan, we took it back to them and said, thank you, but no, thank you. We're not interested in that, but we are interested in a used minivan. So we got to the point where we were in negotiations and they just couldn't meet what we wanted. And thankfully we have the wherewithal in us to walk away from that deal. So we walk away and you know they're like, is there anything we can do to get your business? We're like, nope, not well, yes, there is. You know, you could meet these particular um, demands, if you will. And they said, no, there's absolutely no way we could do that. And so we said, thank you for trying, and and we walked away. Mind you, we had two very young kids at this time, and the, of course they were with us because we didn't have any nearby family who was able to watch our children, so we just kind of brought them along with us. Well, if you've ever been in a typical car dealership situation, you know that it's like th- they'll do everything. It takes forever, right? So these kids are antsy, and they're frustrated, and I was just getting overly stressed, and, and my husband was getting overly stressed, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we, just, we need to leave, so Once we didn't come to any agreements, we left. We had been there, uh, you know, way too many times in the last month to to even justify staying any longer. So we leave, no van. We decide we'll figure it out ourselves. And that's going to be okay. So we go home and... The next day, either the next day or two days later, I truly don't remember which one, but apparently they hadn't sold the van that we were looking at. And so they called us back and I answered the phone and they told me, ma'am, we have decided that we'd like to sell you the car that you were looking at and we would like to do it under the terms that you had asked for. And I said to them, are you sure, because I don't want to have to drag my children back to this dealership and deal with all of that again and you know you know just deal with all the stress whatever if you're if you're not sure and if we're going to be stuck in negotiations for 3 hours again they absolutely assured me that that was not the case they read back to me the things that i had asked for and i said okay those are those are exactly the terms that we had talked about those are exactly the prices we had talked about and so this should be a quick and dirty thing correct they said yes come on in it'll take 40 minutes max to sign all the paperwork get your car detailed. I'll have you off the lot. Bring in your trade-in and we are golden. So I called my husband and I said, listen, you know, we're going to, you meet me at this place. I will bring in the trade-in. I'll bring the kids. We'll bring all the car seats, whatever. And then we'll we'll do this deal, and then we'll take the van home, and then you can just drive your car back to home. So he meets me after work, and so we show up in two vehicles. That's an important piece of this, of this statement, okay, or of the story. So we show up in two separate vehicles, and we go to sign the paperwork. And I'm like, oh, just a minute, let me read through this. <laughs> and the guy kind of rolls his eyes like, really, woman? And I am so, so, so glad that I read through that paperwork because what happened was they put something in there that that was not an agreement for us. So all of the pricing was the same, which, you know, they figured that we would just look at the numbers and be like, Oh, perfect. This is what it was. But part of what I had agreed to was that we would do that pricing, but it would include this particular warranty. Well, that's what they left out. They completely reduced the warranty that was in there and kept the pricing the same. And when I called them on that, they're like, no, man, that is not what we said on the phone. And we we kind of said, well, it absolutely is what you said on the phone. Other Otherwise, I would not have dragged my two kids out here. I would not have had my cousin, my, my cousin, <laughs> my husband meet you out here. This is what we talked about. And this is the only thing I'm going to sign today. And they went back and forth for another 35 minutes. I'm kidding. I just, I just get frustrated even thinking about the scenario. My husband got so frustrated that he finally said, honey, why don't you just sign the paper so we can get out of here? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We won't be doing that. And I'm going to pause here to let you know that my husband's not a bad person, okay? He's certainly not. He just fell victim to exactly what these people wanted him to fall victim to. They had they had pushed and pushed and pushed so much that they most people probably just say, "You know what?" screw it. Let's just sign the papers and get out of here so we can have a van and we can move on. And I was just like, no, I, it's not that important to me. We will find another vehicle. And the, and if it was that simple, why couldn't they just add in another two months or three months of warranty or whatever it was that I was asking for? I don't I don't remember that detail, but I remember it has something to do with the warranty. So there's no reason they couldn't have just added that in there and moved on, but they refused to do that. And so instead of giving in and saying, okay, fine, we'll just give in. I said, I'm sorry, but we will not be buying this vehicle. They said, well, how about this other one? We, and no, we will be going home today. Thank you very much. We will find something else. So we went and that, that seemed okay, right? No, no big deal. <laughs> we drive home. Of course, my husband's a little disappointed and I'm disappointed too. I mean, we had thought we were going there to make this deal and it was going to be a win-win and it turned out not to be. So remember, we drove separate cars, right? Because I met my husband from work. We're driving home and they had both of our phone numbers. They called my husband in a separate car (laughs) and they basically told him that due to his wife's unprofessional behavior (laughs) that we were no longer allowed on their property, that we need not come in to try to purchase any car or to be there for any other dealing whatsoever. (laughs) Well, the funny thing about this whole thing is my husband's like, uh, well, that might make it a little awkward when we come in to get our car serviced that we just bought from you a few weeks ago. I mean, did you hear that? We just bought a vehicle from them a few weeks ago, and because we wouldn't give in to their stupid little games, they called me unprofessional <laughs> because I was reading the documents and calling them on their bullcrap. crap. <laughs> And, and so I just thought that was so funny. I mean, we obviously did have to go back there in order to get my husband's car service and stuff. And and then, you know, I'll I can close with this and just tell you that the end of the story was we did end up buying a van, but it was from a private person. It was a private sale. We spent eight thousand dollars on the van, which was way less than we were gonna spend on this other one at the dealership. And it all worked out just fine in our favor. But oh my gosh, it just it's so funny to me that I was accused of being the unprofessional one. And uh, and it wasn't even like I was yelling at their faces or anything. And that, I think that's what was so funny about the whole thing is that I think in their minds, just the fact that I was willing to advocate for myself was considered unprofessional. Apparently, they hadn't had too many people who were willing to read the fine print and say, nope, this isn't what we agreed to. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. So uh, that's just a little lesson for you today. I <laughs> I want you to anytime you go into any buying situation, whether you're buying a vehicle or you're buying a new mattress, it doesn't really matter. Just be aware of some of the things that they're going to do to try to either win your business or you know twist your arm a little bit, and and just be aware of it so that you can make the decisions that are really good for you, not for not just for them. Remember what I've talked about before that a win win decision or a win win outcome is always desired, so it's not like I want you to walk out having got an amazing deal and screw them i just I want you to make sure that you don't allow their their pressure or their um uh, their tricks to to really influence your decision because ultimately you're the one who's gonna have to live with that decision, not them. If you put thousands of dollars down on a vehicle, I'm not saying it was a bad deal. I'm just saying that good or bad, you're the one who's having to actually live with that decision. They're not the ones who have to live with that. So I want you to be an advocate for yourself. I want you to go in armed with knowledge and information and just some, some sense of, of support from someone. You know, I actually, I wasn't going to say this, but I actually had somebody, a client of mine, she was at a dealership and she told the salesperson, Hey, hold on a minute. I need to go call my financial coach. I want I want to make sure I'm making the right decision. And that co- that that um, salesperson was like, are you flipping kidding me right now? And so I was just able to walk her through not, you know, yes, I think you should do this or no, I don't think you should do this, but just asking her questions that would help lead her to the answer that was going to be best for her based on the information that she had. And it was just that sense of support and accountability, you know, together that gave her the confidence to say this is what I want to do and you know what It it's they're going to waste your time anyway there's nothing wrong with you wasting a little bit of their time and just saying let me contact the person who's going to help me most with this so I just love that that she was willing to do that and uh, that she felt comfortable contacting me and saying do you have a few minutes I just kind of want to walk through this with you and, and go from there so that's going to be it for me today guys thank you so much for listening to me recount as, as best I could some of the story that happened many many years ago. Uh, And, you know, if you've got some fun stories that you want to share about your dealership experiences, feel free to do that in my free Facebook group. Again, just find me at facebook.com slash Behave and answer your three questions, and we will let you in. In the meantime, feel free to go to leave a five-star review on iTunes. I really appreciate all of those that are coming in, and you have no idea, that really does help other people find me and basically just get the word out there. So thanks again. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.